Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello there guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of the DNF1 F1 podcast. I hope that you guys are well, I hope that you're staying safe and everything round your neck of the woods is hunky-dory. Of course, we're still in the interlow period, just a few more weeks to go until we are back racing in Baku. But in the meantime, we thought we'd do something a little bit different something that might intrigue your interest, something that may warrant a little bit of discussion after this episode is done and dusted and out there for the world to see. Now, we saw a few people have been doing this themselves in their own space, so we thought we'd have a go ourselves. What we're going to do in this episode is we are going to do a prediction for the 2026 F1 grid and teams, of course. We'll do our predictions for those. Let us know, of course, your thoughts on our predictions, if you agree with them, if there are some other people that we've missed out. But I think it's going to be quite interesting to see what predictions that myself, Courtney and Lee, who have joined me on this episode, are going to do. But first thing first, of course, if you are new to the podcast, don't forget to support us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, help us get to 2,000 subscribers. That's our new goal for this year. And of course, if you're listening to this on your audio podcasting platform, you can give us a five-star review. Really helps us out a lot. And of course, we'll give you a shout-out on the next episode. So, Courtney, first things first, let's uh, catch up. How have you been, mate? You okay? I'm doing okay. Um, I'm giving off tired energy, a tired expression. And uh, it's it's very hectic this time. Of year. Obviously, working at the farm. Easter holidays are still going on um, in the moment of recording. So... I'm I'm hanging on in there. I'm using the last energy I have for this podcast. So bring it on. Yeah, you've obviously been quite busy over the Easter bank holiday weekend. That's not long gone. So unlike some of us who had a nice four day break, you've been flat Thanks. out. So I'm not surprised to hear that. But uh, hopefully you'll be able to summon up what energy you do have for an intriguing podcast. And it's a fun discussion, I must admit. I was enjoying making this list, so hopefully you guys had the same feeling as I did with this one. Lee, let's catch up with you, mate. How are you doing? All things good? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, yeah, as you said, I really enjoyed making this list too. It makes you really think um, about the possibilities. It does. It makes you, not to sort of reveal too much about my list, but it makes you really think about what suitable options are there from not just F1, but drivers in the junior categories coming through, maybe one or two outsiders coming in from other series outside of uh, the normal formulas that we're used to. And we have seen some really strange ones happening in the last few years. I mean, I don't think many people would have expected Nick DeVries, for example, to end up at AlphaTauri this season. But, you know, he's there and, you know, it's a good thing that it gives opportunities to drivers from other series outside of the formula categories or even the junior categories that there is opportunities there for them. So I think it would be a good opportunity for us to sort of go through these lists and we'll go through each of the teams 
And for the benefit of anyone else playing along, and of course, let us know your predicted lineups for 2026 in the comment section on YouTube. If you're playing along with us, then just bear in mind, we're only focusing on the current 10 teams. Now, there's a lot of talk about potentially an Andretti team or a Panthera team. We're only going to focus on the teams that we know are most likely or confirmed to be on the grid for 2026. So that's the teams that we currently have right now. Of course, the obvious exception to that will be Audi, which are replacing Alfa Romeo. So that won't change too much, but we'll refer to them as Audi for the benefit of the discussion. So I think first things first, guys, let's start with Williams. Now, Courtney, I want to come to you first. Mm -hmm. Who is going to be driving the Williams in 2026? You know what? It might it might divide opinion, but I still think Alex Albon's gonna be at Williams. I, I feel that Williams and Albon are in a very similar position where they can sort of rebuild with each other. You know, we've we've seen a great improvement from Williams um, over the course of the winter, and Alex Albon very much seems to be spearheading. He, he seems to bring a positive energy with him. Yeah, and I, and I feel like this this relationship will continue to grow. So I still expect Alex Albon to be with Williams. Um, still not sure about Sargent at this stage. So I'm going to say Alex Albon plus a young driver coming through because there's a couple in their um in their academy that are actually doing okay in the junior category. So they might be given a chance in the next couple of years or so. So for the benefit of this, as a precedent as we go on, I'm going to push mm -hmm. you to give me a name for who's going to be in that second seat there's there's a there's a young brit and i've i've, I've forgotten his name i think he's in f3 at the moment oh i've forgotten his name it's a young brit that's not a name called <laughs> <laughs> well that makes it a little bit difficult because there's a lot of british drivers yeah but, but he's he's in he's in the williams there's gonna be people in the comments right oh, okay. oh. yeah there's there's a young brit in the uh in a, do you want to do a quick research while I do my one, Courtney, to give you a... Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Sure yeah, thing. go on then, Courtney. Go on, have a cheeky little look on your phone <laughs> whilst we go to Lee on this one. So, Lee, which two drivers are going to be driving the Williams for you? Uh, for me, I would agree with Courtney on Alex. I do think Alex is going to still be around in Williams for the same reasons Courtney said, that rebuilding journey. Um, I'm also going to say Joe, Grand Joe as a, the second driver. At Williams. Interesting. That's um I'm not I wasn't expecting Joe Guan Yu to be in the Williams, to be honest. But uh any reason you wanted to put him go. in there? Uh as sad as um it sounds about bring up pay drivers, I think they're gonna really want the Chinese market and the Chinese sponsorship um to help fund the team. Um, especially going into the new regulations that they're having twenty six. So that's that's unfortunately the main reason why I picked Joe and not unfortunately his driving capability, which he's he's holding his own. No, there's obviously no discredit against his performances. No, fair enough. Uh, Courtney, it sounds like you managed to find your guy. Oh, away, Zach O'Sullivan. Ah, of course, yeah, Zach Zach Sullivan in F three. So, uh, any reason why you wanted to go with Zach? Because I I just think if you think about the time scale. He's just settling into F3. He's actually kind of gone under the radar. He's had quite a successful junior career. And it, it just it just seems that's the the DNA that Williams are following at the moment. They're becoming like a little bit of, of a youth team, let's say. So given that success and he's had a decent start to the season, I expect him to end up in the Williams team in the next couple of years. Oh, fair dues. I've gone something a little bit different. And uh, it, it's good because it shows that our lists are going to be very different. It will be very interesting to see how they look come the end of the episode. I've gone, first one I've gone for is Frederick Vesti. I think that's going to be a good option. He's doing fairly well in F2 at the moment. Um, third place in the championship as at the point of recording. And he's got that Mercedes backing. You know, Mercedes junior driver. Looks like the next Mercedes driver going into Formula 1 possibly. I'm not expecting miracles from him, but I think it's a good step progression for him at the time. And working with James Vowles, possibly, that's obviously going to be quite good. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I've gone with him. I've also gone with uh, someone a bit left field, uh, Gabriel Bortoletto, the current Formula 3 championship leader. Now, 
as I said, I don't know much about Gabriel at the moment, but I just think it's a little bit left field as well. But, you know, you do tend to see drivers that do well in F3. There's, an, there's enough time for him to progress in F2 and a Brazilian driver. And he's part of Fernando Alonso's management group as well. He's not aligned to a team right now. So I could see Williams given an opportunity to drive like him. I was a little bit torn between him and Andrea Kimi Antonelli who's also on the Mercedes program. I just think Antonelli's a little bit too young at this point. I think he's racing in Formula Euro Regional later this year. And uh, I think if he was to get into Formula 1 by 2026, he'd have to win every championship every year and go up probably a bit faster. But he's a massive talent. So I think 2026 might be a little bit too soon for him. So that's why I went with Gabriel. Uh, let's go to Alpha Tauri next. Lee, mm-hmm. let's start with you first. Who is driving Alpha Tauri in 2026? I personally going to go a bit of a left field myself on this one. I think Daniel will end up in Alpha Tauri, Daniel Ricciardo. Oh, okay. Um, to be the the saving grace for the team, obviously Red Bull. I, I don't like that their second team is underperforming. They don't seem, although. Um, their drivers aren't performing badly. There seems to be a lack of direction in the development of the team and not having a fully experienced driver. And I think Daniel will end up being put in to help uh, recover and direct the team in a a growing recovery period Um, from the Red Bull um, hierarchy, especially as he's he's now, obviously he's a Red Bull driver, being the third driver for Red Bull. Not where he would want to race, but I think that's where he'll end up. Um, and second driver, I think I'd be Nick DeVries will still be around as the uh, second driver. Okay, I mean, that's a good one. I'm so my driver lineup is an all Japanese lineup. I'm going with Yuki Tsunoda and Ayumu Iwasa. Oh. And I think, in a way, this is going to kind of tie in with Alpha Tauri's future. Now, we know Alpha Tauri currently, even though Red Bull has said that they're not for sale. At this point, it has something that has been looked at. And I think we could expect a, I don't know if it's going to be Honda. It may not be. But what's important here is Honda want to supply engines to a team in 2026. Now, they're not going to be able to do that with Red Bull because Red Bull is going to Ford then. So I feel like there is an opportunity there. And I think as a result of that, it provides, as I said, Yuki Tsunoda, I think he's doing all right this season so far. And I think he's going to grow and grow and grow now that he's found his feet. And Ayumi Oasa, currently leading the F2 Championship at the moment, part of the Red Bull Academy. I can see an opportunity for him to come into Formula 1 through Alpha Tower. It seems a natural progression. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Sonoda and Iwasa there. I think that kind of all fits in with a Japanese-backed Honda team, maybe, or something else. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Courtney, how about you? Who's driving the Alpha Tower, assuming it's still called that, then, in 2026? I'm, I'm going to agree with one of them, with Iwasa, but... I think that Liam Lawson's been knocking on a door for a long time now. And I feel he's going to be given a chance. It's just a case of whether he's successful. Because I reckon in the next two years, he'll be given a chance. But so let's say 2025, it'd be interesting to see if he comes in and has a successful season. Because we all know how, how quickly things can change at the Alpha Tower team. So this is probably going to be the one we will probably mess up the most on, lads. Yeah, most likely. I I was unsure about Lawson because I agree with you. I think that does make a lot of sense and he has been waiting for his opportunity and he is proven to be very, very good. It just depends on the future of the AlphaTauri team. But I just feel like Red Bull need a connection somewhere. You know, they've always put drivers in that seat and it's always worked out for them. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Let's move on to the next team, Haas. I think this is a team that's going to be quite interesting. I'm going to start with you, Courtney. Who's driving Haas in 2026? I've got a feeling that they will bring in Logan Sargent. And I also think they will bring in uh, one of the Mexican lads that has been linked with um, McLaren. Uh, Alex Palau, is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got Alex Palau, uh, who's uh, an American driver, isn't he? And the, or Pato Award, are you thinking of? Pato Award, yeah, that's it. So I reckon I reckon they'll be, I feel that they'll be building the American links. And I, I think it's inevitable that they're going to want to go down that road, particularly with Andretti knocking on the door. I think Haas want to establish their American brand. They want to be the American brand of F1 
So I feel they'll be looking at that market as a long-term strategy. But I think it'd be wrong with them to do that because I, I feel that where Haas are as a team, they should be looking at the steady eddies in F1. So they should be looking at more the steady eddy drivers. But I, I feel that once this sort of generation currently passes, we've had quite a few steady eddies in this generation. There aren't many of those. It, it, it seems the driver market has become a lot more erratic. So maybe they won't have that option. So maybe they'll go back to the um, the Americas style marketing um, scheme. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because, you know, there's more American races on the calendar. Now, F1 is very much interested in tapping into the US market. It makes sense for the American team, if you like, in Hustle, though, it's more of a pseudo-American team, technically speaking, more of a European outfit. Obviously, as a brand, they're obviously going to want to expand into that and utilize that to the nth degree. So it makes a lot of sense. I don't think that's a bad shout at all. I'm going to go next on this one. And again, this is a, an, another left field one, but I'm going to go with Sergio Perez and Arthur Leclerc. Um, Interesting. Arthur Leclerc, no, surpri- no yeah. surprises to many people, connection to his older brother, Charles Leclerc at Ferrari. And I think... This is going to be one of those moves where I feel like Ferrari will have that continued influence, especially in 2026, of course, you know, with the engine regs and the technical partnership between the two increasing at Maranello. I just feel that at some point, Arthur Leclerc is going to get an opportunity in Formula One. I don't think he's proven that he's ready for it yet, but over the next few years, I think he's going to have plenty of time to embed himself in that academy further. And I think Ferrari would want another Leclerc on the grid. It might be a sweetener to keep Charles Leclerc on long-term, I don't know, but um, I can definitely see that happening. As for Perez, I think in 2026, he's going to lose his seat at Red Bull just before that season starts. A new engine reg set. Um, Obviously, Perez, I think then he'll be 36. So he'll be looking to try and find something a little bit secure to hang around. And similar to what you were saying, Courtney, you know, even though it's not an American driver, I do feel like the Mexican market is still very untapped. And I think Haas will be aware of that, given, you know, America is very close to Mexico, obviously they share a border. I think that's going to be quite important in that regard, in the automotive industry that Haas is involved in. So I think it's an opportunity for them to have a a fairly marquee driver as well in Perez, I suppose, you know, they've still got that experience there, replacing Magnussen or Hulkenberg, if you like. And, uh, Perez will obviously still have some pace and know-how from his time at Red Bull. A bit similar to Bottas's move to Al- uh, to Alfa Romeo from Mercedes in a way. Well, it goes on from what I said. I've, I've, I forgot about the steady eddies. He is a steady eddie. So that would actually fit in with what I just mentioned. So I didn't think of Perez going to Haas. Ah, well, there, was, there you go. I was doing the list and I thought, I've got to put Perez somewhere. Where's he going to go? Um, because I, yeah. without, without giving it away, I, I just have the feeling that once... Perez leaves Red Bull. I, I feel we get bored of the sport in general, but that's just my opinion. Mm. Well, we'll see. Maybe we'll have some fun at Haas. We'll have to wait and see. Lee, who's driving the Haas in 2026? Well, I'll go with the one that I actually agree with you. I think um, I think Arthur Leclerc will um, be a driver for the Haas team for the same reasons you said that um, bringing in tools there. Obviously, the Ferrari uh, being the end goal. Um, but my second one, I think, is to be at left field. Is I think Yuki Tsunoda will be the oh. second driver for Haas. Oh, I'm curious, Lee, because it's not every day that you and I agree on things when it comes to this. So I'm glad for that. But Tsunoda in the Haas, that's a very left field one. What what prompted you to put him there? So as I see on the AlphaTauri, um, I obviously implied that he was going to lose his seat um, due to lack of the direction in the team. Um, which is why I said Daniel going there. But I don't think Yuki's performing badly. Obviously, he stepped up this season, and I think he'll continue to improve his, over the next couple of years. To the point that, as Courtney mentioned about a steady Eddie, that I think Yuki will become a steady Eddie. Wow. Not quite performing the star level, but not bad enough that he deserves to be kicked out of the sport. And and I think, as Courtney already said, Haas needs steady Eddies, and I think Yuki will be that steady Eddie in 26. Do you know what? We should do a count how many times we say steady. Do you know, do you know when Adam was getting green for saying Sir Lewis? It's going to be steady Eddie. Sir <laughs> <laughs> so steady Eddie. Yeah, no, that's it. Um, I think that's a, almost a drinking game. But of course, if you do decide to play along, please drink responsibly. Um, 
it's, yeah, it's not a bad shout, actually. I mean, Sonoda's going to be entering into his prime years, I suppose. He would have been in F1 for some time. So, uh, yeah, might, might work out. It's probably an interesting one to watch. And I don't want to add how many other Red Bull drivers have left the Red Bull program and still on the grid. I'm pretty sure almost every Red Bull driver I mean, that is a Max the, Verstappen is done that. Red Bull related. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of control right now in their driver market, but uh, plenty of options for them. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Uh, let's move on to our newest team, technically speaking, in Audi. Now, I think this one might be quite interesting because there's a lot of potential here for a bit of star power in this team. So I'm quite intrigued to see what you guys have gone with. I'm going to start with you, Lee. Who's driving the Audi in 2026? I've been looking forward to this one. <laughs> I thought you might be. Um, so my first driver will be Charles Leclerc. Okay. Marquis wow. signing off the bat. Um, I think he will be fed up with Ferrari by the time 26 comes along um, and he will just want out. Um, and having that new uh, engine manufacturer coming in with the possibilities um, that Audi could potentially be bringing into the sport, obviously it's all unknowns at the moment, but it's a fresh start for him. And you see how um, Sebastian Vettel was re revigorated when he left Ferrari. And I think by that point, Charles will need that new life put into him because the Ferrari is just going to beat him down over the next couple of years. Um, so that's um, the first big signing. And secondly, I think Lando Norris. Oh, that is a star-studded team. It's It's um, got Mercedes vibes to this when they yeah. took over Braun and obviously, you know, a few years in, they had Rosberg and Schumacher, they brought Hamilton in. It has a very familiar feel to this in that regard. Yeah, um, they, they've. I think they'll come in and they'll be aiming for the big drivers, similar to how Mercedes um, did when they joined the sport. Um, and Lando Norris, obviously, will be pretty experienced now, but he'll be even more experienced than obviously he still has these links to. Oh, I've forgotten the old team principal's name, uh, McLaren, um, who's now the CEO of Audi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I've forgotten yeah. his name. Andreas oh, Seidel. That's it. Thank you. Uh, Where's <laughs> the Andreas tonight? Um, <laughs> my mind just went blank. Is uh, well, I mean, trust well, me, mate. I can't say anything. <laughs> we are looking into the future at this point, so um, it's totally understandable. So uh, yeah, I, I think he's links to him, um, and he obviously Lando would be fed up with McLaren because I don't think McLaren are going to get much better. So this is a new opportunity to get in um, to some a team that could be a breaker to the top of the grid. Obviously unknown, but um, that's I think is a very uh, star-studded uh, lineup. Yeah, I mean that's a bloody good-looking team. I will say that much. But uh, yeah, uh, Courtney, can you beat that from Lee? It, mine's going to sound so mid in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I really did not want to follow up. That's why I passed the baton over to you. Yeah, thanks, Lee. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, you know what? I, I, I think they're going to stick with Bottas. He is uh, another steady Eddie. And I think Audi will want that continuation as they go through the transition. So I feel they'll, they'll stick with Bottas. And also think they're going to give Taylor Porcher a chance. I know his, his stock has kind of dropped recently. He's got involved in a couple of incidents in, in F2. But I, I, I do feel he's one. He's probably definitely the, the one to watch in F2 still. I, I still think he's the one that's going to bring that extra bit of stardust into F1. So I do feel that'd be the team to give Taylor a chance. Yeah, I mean, it seems a natural progression, doesn't it? Obviously, Teo Porcher being a part of the Sauber Academy. I'm not quite sure how that's all going to work out for him once he goes into, well, if he goes into Formula One or what happens with uh, Alfa Romeo and Audi going forward. But uh, yeah, it makes a logical sense for that to be the case. So yeah, not a star-studded as Lee's, but uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of gone somewhere a little bit similar to that. Um. Probably not as mid as yours, Courtney, with respect. <laughs> but uh, I've gone with a, a somewhat marquee name. I've gone with Carlos Sainz mm. to be the lead driver in the Audi team. I think 
you know, Ferrari's Ferrari, but I think Ferrari may look elsewhere. I think Sainz has been okay, but I think they want, they'll look for the next best thing to see if that can work out for them. And I think Audi will provide an opportunity for him in his prime years as well. You know, still incredibly young. Was he 25? So, you know, still plenty of time when he gets to about 28, 29 then. And we'll see the best of Carlos Sainz in that team. And I've gone with Mick Schumacher. I think Audi recently, in 2023 that is, have said they're not really concerned about the nationality of the driver in terms of their driver lineup. That being said, and with also mixed connections with Mercedes and how that may work out for him over the next few years, I'd be very surprised if he wasn't one of the drivers on their radar still. And it might provide an opportunity for Mick to find his way back in the sport. I mean, if this move is going to work out, I imagine he'll already be back in Formula 1 before that. But... uh, I think that's a pretty good blend of two young drivers, one a bit further along than the other, and I think it'd be a good option. Well, it'd be a good lineup for Audi, but uh, we shall see. We shall see. Certainly, uh, no steady Eddies in that team, but um, <laughs> you know what you're going to get from those two drivers. Alpine, next place to go. I'm going to start us off on this one. I'm going to continue. Well, Alpine's going to continue with the all French lineup. However, it's not going to have Esteban Ocon in it going to go with Pierre Gasly to lead the team with Victor Martins. Oh, you copied me while you did that. <laughs> <laughs> or in Courtney's case, that French driver in the junior categories that won F3 last year. <laughs> that French gigs are. Yeah. Victor Martins, obviously, as I said already, Formula 3 champion last season, Alpine Academy driver. He was in and out of the Renault Academy for a few years ago, but uh, still very good young driver, doing well in Formula 2 at the moment. And yeah, I think it's a good option for him. And Pierre Gasly, I think he's going to... We're already starting to see he started slowly finding his way in that team. I know he had that incident with his teammate in, in Melbourne at the time of recording this. But um, yeah, I can see Pierre Gasly being at home in that team and leading the team going forward. So uh, Courtney, should we go to you? Might, seeing might as, as a, well follow on. Yeah, go um, on then. Yeah, I, I, I still feel that the Gasly-Ocon partnership will, uh, will go pear-shaped. Um, I think Ocon will remain in F1, which will, you know, leave you in suspense for the rest of the teams. Um, and yeah, it, it does. It, it makes sense. Um, you're better than me, Adam, because I would have said Victor Martins, being the uh, typical Englishman that I am. Yeah, Victor Martins. You know, you, you know, the geezer in F2. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon it'll be him and Gasly 100 because they are they are building up on this. Uh, this French thing, so it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, and and I think it's it's important to have a national brand, I and mean, we often associate Ferrari with that, despite hardly ever having Italian drivers in their team. I think the last Italian driver to drive for Ferrari was Giancarlo Fisichella, and that was on a loan basis as well. And obviously, they had Luca Bado as a test driver, so it's um it's it's a good thing to have in Formula One that national identity, and and Alpine is certainly going for that with the French identity and. I can't see why that would be any different. And, and Martins is a solid driver, so I think there's an opportunity there. And uh, and let's be honest, the Alpine Driver Academy or the Renault one, if you like, they do need to promote someone in there because they keep losing their young drivers left, right and centre. Just ask Oscar Piastri. Lee, let's go to you. Have you gone different to me and Courtney? Yeah, I've gone different, but I've gone boring different, I'm afraid. Um, oh, mine no. is very much the current lineup of Esteban and Pierre. Um, I do think it's going to get messy over the coming years. Uh, between the two of them, but how similar to how it got messy between Lewis and Nico, he drove Mercedes forward. I think that Alpine will use the the degrees agreement between the two drivers and the competitive nature between the two of them and the history to drive the team to greater heights. And I think that will carry over into 26. Oh, fair enough. I can't say I've got one team in my lineup that have the same drivers that they currently have right now. I don't know about you, Courtney. Do you have anyone that's got the same drivers? I mean, you don't have to give it away just yet, but... Uh, I've got... Just a number one. of teams. One. Just the one. Okay. So, yeah. uh, well, at least you two are aligned on that one then, so that's all good. Um, but guys, as I said, another reminder, let us know your predictions for the 2026 grid in the YouTube comments. It'd be interesting to see what you guys think the grid will look like in a few years' time. So let's move on to the next team. We've got McLaren now. Uh, Lee, let's go to you first. Who is driving in the McLaren in 2026? For me, I believe Valtteri Bottas will be in McLaren. Okay. Um, a good steady Eddie. Um, 
So I think he will <laughs> the steady <laughs> make of the steady that word. <laughs> Yeah. Um so I think he'd be in the McLaren um after losing his seat at for the coming Audi team. Um but he's still a very competent driver and be able to lead the McLaren team going forward with the new regulations and new engines. Um oh the new engine regulations, not certainly again new engines. Um so I think that'd be the first one. And my second choice is very left field. He, he may, he probably, well, he may not even get to Formula One. But my current thinking is sorry, I'm looking at the name because I don't know how to pronounce it. So I do apologize if I butcher it. Is Hugo Yukuchukwu. <laughs> that is really bad. I f- no, Lee, that Lee, that was perfectly pronounced, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was bad. I do apologize. Um, I, but do you both know who I'm referring I to? I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, young American driver yeah. making waves in the McLaren. junior category. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a good shout. I actually was considering him as well. I just thought perhaps it might be a little bit too soon. Same as Kimi Antonelli in that yeah, regard. It probably is a bit soon considering his age and he's, um, where he, he's in the category series, but that doesn't prove anything. You just have to look at Max going straight from go-karts to Formula 1. Then Max has done perfectly fine after a few years of crashing. And that's why you need a good steady Eddie to uh, lead the... Lead the development of a young driver, so Valtteri could be in that position to um, develop and train, or I was not help develop Hugo, and obviously lead the McLaren going forward. Yeah, I suppose we probably should put a disclaimer out that uh, I don't think any of us have actually considered the fact that every driver in this list has to be at least eighteen years old or or, or older because they can't get a super license before that. I mean, Max is a great outlier for this because he was in F one when he was fifteen, but obviously you're not going to get that anymore. So. No. Uh, yeah, if you're good enough, you're old enough, unless you're under 18. So uh, there you go. Courtney, let's go to you next. Who's driving for McLaren in 2023? Oh, 2026, so, sorry. I think Piastri will still be there. And I think that Esteban Ocon will be driving for McLaren. And okay. the, the, re- the, the reason hmm. for it being is that I, I, I feel that McLaren as a team and Ocon as a driver, I, I, I feel that their perceptions of themselves align. They're both midfield but they both feel they should be at the top. So I, I just feel they'll be on that same trajectory. So I feel that their paths are going to come together. I like that. I like that. That's a pretty good shout. Um, yeah, it, it kind of just tells the story with McLaren, doesn't it? There's a lot of potential and a lot of hope there. but uh, And it's a solid lineup, must be said. So uh, I, I like the ambition. It's a little bit more ambitious for McLaren than Lee's one. It's... Uh, McLaren, yeah, it's not quite sure what to make of your one, Lee, with all due respect, really. You've got the steady Eddie in Bottas and uh, had to get it out there. And uh, the young driver coming in. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. I've gone for Piastri as well at McLaren. I think he's going to establish himself there as the team leader. And then I've also gone for someone completely different, Colton Herter. Yeah. I If, if Andretti was in Formula 1 in 2026, I'd have put Colton there. But with Colton's connections to the McLaren team. Zach Brown has made no secret about wanting to get Colton into his car. Tried to do that last season and all that scrambling around. And then, of course, Red Bull tried to get him in the Alpha Tower and that didn't really work out. Assuming that Andretti's not going to be in F1 in 2026, I can absolutely see it happening. And, you know, it, it could be quite exciting. It's a young driver lineup. I think Colton Hurts would be like 26, 27 by then. So... Hopefully, you'd have had a bit more run-ins in an F1 car than what he's had right now by then. But uh, I think from a sponsorship opportunity and tapping into that American market, it kind of aligns with what McLaren's objectives are in that regard. So I think it's a, it could be a great opportunity for them to get that in. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Let's move on to the next team. And this is going to be one of the interesting ones, I think, where we're going to have a lot of parity on it. Ferrari. I'm going to start with Charles Leclerc wishful thinking on that one and Teo Porcher oh okay with Charles Leclerc I absolutely agree with a point you made earlier Courtney about Charles Leclerc that he would have had enough of Ferrari by then that was Lee oh sorry it was Lee oh we're all having a terrible one you know I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you anyway Courtney Lee um (laughs) thanks yeah uh I, I agree with you Lee sorry um Charles Leclerc I think uh, it's a tough one because I totally agree that he probably would have had enough of Ferrari by then or trying to do this I just feel, for whatever reason, that Charles Leclerc, he'll be in a position where he probably will be convinced to give it another go with a new regulation set. 
You know, you would have perhaps remembered 2022 and how well it looked on the surface originally. You might feel in 2026 things might change. Fred Vasseur might still be the team principal by then. He might be able to convince him to stay. Perhaps they may use the Arthur Leclerc carrot um, in Huss as a little sweetener to keep him there. So that's a bit of wishful thinking, more than realistic in my opinion, but we'll see. Teo Porcher, I think he's going to come into Formula 1 before that. And I think like Charles Leclerc, he's going to impress in the Alfa Romeo team. And I think he's going to be a similar route into Ferrari. I think he'll do well there. He'll look very strong. And I think after Carlos Sainz moves on to Audi, I think Ferrari may look at Porcher as a, a potential future star in the team and they did with Leclerc. And um, I think there'll be a good chemistry between the two. So uh, I'm going to go with him. Let's go to you, Lee. Who's going to be driving the Ferrari in your mind? Firstly, I was I will go with the outlandish um, one yeah, that you probably will like. Adam is Oscar Piastri at Ferrari. Okay, hmm. well, it's a guy with a strong mentality, so it'll be interesting to see how Ferrari break that down over the next yeah. few years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, obviously, in my predictions, Charles has left, so they need the the fast driver to come in to fill that void that Charles leaves in the team. Um, which I believe will be Oscar. Um, and I reckon Carlos Sainz will still be the placeholder, steady Eddie in the Ferrari team, backing up their <laughs> newly driver. Yeah. I mean, I it, realistically... As speaking, much as I like Carlos. Yeah, it's, it's hard <laughs> to imagine that Carlos Sainz not being in Ferrari in the next few years. I can't see any reason why they wouldn't keep him on if he wanted to stay. But uh, it's strange, isn't it? Because Ferrari need to have a marquee driver in their car. They've always had one, realistically speaking. And with respect to signs, um, you know, Marquis signing for Audi as a put on my list, but for Ferrari, I'm not so sure if that would still hold true. But yeah, steady Eddie. Um, and Oscar Piastri, he could be a marquee driver in the next few years. So that could be quite key. Um, I can't remember the last time since Ferrari had an uh, Australian driver. Was Alan Jones in the Ferrari? I'd have to Possibly. go. Poss- I'd have to go back and check, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hundred percent. After someone, let me know if Alan Jones was driving in the Ferrari. The uh, was it 1980 World Champion? I have to get my dates right. Courtney, let's go to you. Who's driving for the Scuderia in 2026? You're both gonna laugh at me, but I I just feel that Ferrari are gonna run out of ideas. and they're gonna try something a little bit mad. And I think it's they're gonna have. Both of the Leclerc brothers together at Ferrari. Okay, I think I, I think they're gonna they're gonna go with a Mario and Luigi style um, business um, idea of having the two brothers together in the same team, and I, I do, and I think it goes on to the the, the sweetener point as well. But I go, you, you stay on the team, we'll bring your little brother in. I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're both yeah, both Leclerc's together at Ferrari. Have you seen the new Super Mario Brothers movie by chance and been inspired <laughs> yeah. by that? I feel like that's what you're telling me. You're just basically saying it's based on this. No, like, I, I, I just think... It's, 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 has it been done before in F1? What, two brothers in the same team? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't See, think so. It, it'd be eye-catching. It'd, it'd make headlines. and I, I, I do feel that Ferrari we'll be looking to try something a bit different again. And I feel that be the strategy they'll go for. Yeah. I mean, we've had, memory serves me, I might be wrong on this, but we've had Michael and Ralph Schumacher technically drive for the same team in Jordan. Obviously, yeah. uh, they were seven years apart or six years apart or something like that. Um, and then, of course, you've got Nico and Keke Rosberg driving for, was it Williams? Um, was Keke Rosberg Williams driver? I can't remember. He yeah, been. he won his championship with Williams. Yeah, he did. Oh, he course he did. Yeah, the FW4, yeah. not four week, but yeah, one of those cars. My wheel knowledge is completely gone. It's been a long day. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I. it's definitely out there, I'll, I'll admit. But um, yeah, I, I think the only thing I would disagree with, Colt, at you on that one is the fact that you think Ferrari will run out of ideas by 2026. I think they're pretty close to that right now. But uh <laughs> So, yeah, we will see. Aston Martin. Let's go to them next. Uh, this could be a very interesting one as well. For the benefit of the discussion, are we all aligned in that Lance Stroll will still be in this car in 2026? 
Yeah. I'm afraid so. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute there, Lee, I thought you were going to say no, and I was like, oh, hello. Who has, no, I wish. Who no, has but, Daddy but. Lawrence ditched his son for? Um, <laughs> but uh, no, so we got we got Lance Stroll. So we'll all put in there's a concrete one there. Um, yeah. Lee, let's go to you first. Who is driving the Aston Martin alongside Lance Stroll? I am going to be another boring one here, I'm afraid. That is going to be Fernando Alonso holding on to every last bit of Formula 1 he can get <laughs> to to have a new regulation change and have another go um at winning the title um if he hasn't won it by then which I, I don't expect him to but he will see it as his last chance to have a reset and have a go and then that will probably be 26 and he retire i don't see him well if he wins he may stay on but i, I think he's gonna he's gonna aim to the 26 as so his last chance i can see that happening to be fair I mean, 2026 is the year that Aston Martin have targeted to become a team fighting for a world championship. I mean, if it wasn't for Red Bull, they'd almost be in that position already right now. So if Fernando on his current contract, what is it, two plus one years, he's got Aston Martin, you know, that will take him up to 2026. So what's another year if he can still perform at the level he is right now? Fernando has proved that age really is just a number. So who knows? I could definitely see that happening. Courtney, how about you, mate? Who's driving for Aston Martin alongside Lance Stroll? I do think Fernando will retire. And I I think that um, his protege, Carlos Sainz, will take the seat. Okay. Not a bad shout, actually. Not a bad shout at all. Um, I'm just trying to remember in my head as we do this along. We'll see the list on on YouTube if you're watching this as, the, as we sort of build our grids. Hoping that none of us have put the same driver in two different teams without realising. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've done that yet. So um maybe that'd be a maybe that'd be a new regulation that they'll use to spice up the racing. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean Ferrari might do that. They might try and clone Leclerc and just put him in twice, really, and just get, drive both cars. But uh do you, reckon, do you reckon both engines would be as equally as reliable as each other? Yeah, probably. Knowing our lot, they probably will be. <laughs> in other words, not very. Uh Aston Martin. So I've gone with Lando Norris to drive for Aston Martin. I think Aston Martin could have a championship car. To, or championship fighting car, if you like, or however you want to word it, in 2026. And I do feel Aston Martin, the one thing they haven't really done yet as a team is really tap into that British core, that British identity. So far, it's something that they've had as a team, the facilities, the factory, the equipment, uh, the branding, everything that comes with it. They just haven't had a British driver yet. I think Lando Norris could be that guy. I think Lawrence Stroll is waiting for that marquee driver to come along. I think he knows Lando Norris is the guy. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried making a move for him over the next few years. It all depends on Fernando Alonso's situation. So that's the driver I think that they would want in that car to lead them to potential championship. And I, I think it's a win-win for both, really. So um, we shall have to wait and see. Let's move on to Mercedes now, the penultimate team. I'm going to start with this one. George Russell, no-brainer there. Esteban Ocon to be his teammate. I think Esteban Ocon, after Sir Lewis Hamilton decides to call it a day, I think he probably will retire just before the 2026 season. As an eight-time world champion, we'll have to wait and see. But Esteban obviously has the Mercedes links. He's always wanted to be at Mercedes for a long, long time. And I think it makes sense. I think it's an opportunity where Esteban's going to do well at Alpine over the next few years. And I think Mercedes will be looking for that successor, but also a driver that is going to challenge George, but not necessarily push him in the same way that someone like Lando Norris might, for example, or Charles Leclerc. I think they want an outright one and two driver. And I think Esteban Ocon ticks those boxes for Mercedes. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, let's go to you, Courtney. Who's driving Mercedes in 2026? Again, might raise some eyebrows. But I think, I still think that Lewis and George will be the driver pairing. I thought with Lewis Hamilton, he will be very keen to get this sixth, uh, the sixth, this eighth world championship. And the way that F1's going, and if you have looked through the past with like regulation changes and everything like that, with their not having a big um, regulation change expected until 2026. I can see Red Bull winning every championship until then. So I feel that Lewis will hold on, see how the 
2026 regulations goes and then choose to retire after that season regardless of how it goes. Yeah, no, that's a fair shout. I, I, I was wondering if Sir Lewis would still be at Mercedes in a few years' time. Would he want to be in F1 in a few years' time? For for the sake of of this uh, sort of episode that we're doing, I just thought, you know what, I just can't see him sticking around for another four seasons on top of this one if Red Bull are going to be as dominant as we fear they could be over the next few years. So, uh, But no, I think a fair shout. And it uh, be very interesting to see how that dynamic goes between the two if they decide to stick together, uh, especially based on what we talked about in the last episode that we did. Lee... Who's driving for Mercedes in 2026? I actually agree with Courtney on this one. Um, wow. I think Lewis is going to stick around for the same reason where I said Fernando will be trying to stick around for the 26. Lewis will stick around for that last chance, as Courtney said it. Um, obviously, he's the end of a contract at the moment, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another three-year contract, which will lead to the end of the 26th season. Um, so I'll, I think he would be around till... Um, that season, um, the end of that season. Fair enough. I mean, it's it's certainly likely. We certainly can't rule it out. I'm just wondering. Me personally, I'm just wondering if Lewis really has that desire to win an eighth title, and it's still there after three more years of Red Bull dominance, if you like, and or including this one as well, I suppose, the so four years before that. So uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But no, fair enough. Very interesting choices. A lot of happy Mercedes fans, I'd imagine it, hearing that. Not so much with mine, but, you know, Esteban, he, he can do a good job. Let's go to Red Bull now, the final team. And I'm going to start with Courtney on this one. Who's mm-hmm. driving for Red Bull in 2026? I'm going to go a step further and say that this pairing I'm about to mention, I think will happen next season. And I think it's going to be Max Verstappen, and Lando Norris. Oh, I was hoping you would pick that. I was I was trying to top this up as I go along, and I forced myself. Courtney hasn't mentioned Lando yet, so surely <laughs> he's put him in the red ball. I was a bit worried there, but uh, that's a really good lineup if that does come true. Um, and for for a couple of reasons. Um, obviously we know what's what's happening with McLaren. We we can imagine the frustration is building with Lando. Um, secondly, there's been. Red Bull being very vocal and their admiration for Lando Norris, even when he was in F2, there was there was talks of um, Red Bull potentially poaching Lando from McLaren in and around that time, obviously. And I think that's what sort of sped up McLaren's decision to bring Lando into um, the, the, F, the F1 team because I feel if they left him in F2 for another season, Red Bull could have poached him. So I feel there's always already been that interest and we all know there's a good dynamic between Lando and Max. Um, I feel a little bit too well. I would worry about Lando if he was a go-to Red Bull. Would they get on a little bit too well? Would, would Lando be a bit too submissive for Max? Because we're seeing with this whole um, fastest lap drama, if you give Max an inch, he'll take a mile. So I have my concerns if Lando was to go to Red Bull, but it's something I can see happening. I really hope that comes true, to be fair. It's got that Hamilton-Rosberg dynamic to it, the the Hamilton-Alonso dynamic as well. The, you know, the, the, the star or the up-and-coming star, if you like, making that move to a big team, really take it to Max Verstappen. And I think of all the drivers on the grid, you know, there are a lot of mentally strong characters, but given the bond and the relationship that those two drivers have right now, I think that's one that could really be tested and it would be interesting to see how that goes down. So I really hope that actually comes true, to be fair. Lee... How about you? Who's driving for Red Bull in 2026? I'm going to go for a boring one again. Sorry. I've got a few of these boring <laughs> ones um, through this. I think it's going to be the current lineup of Max and Sergio. Yes, there's um, they obviously have the odd heated moment. Um, and obviously, we try to talk up or hope that there's a Red Bull team um, into team battle for the championship, which that could still happen. Um, but it's very likely Max will still come out on top. And Red Bull are very, very happy with the carrots currently working that Sergio is there when Max is having a bad day to pick up the wins um, better than the last couple of drivers they've had who have been far away from Max. And if it's not broken, um, it doesn't need to be fixed. So I think that will be going on for the next couple of years. Yeah, I almost couldn't agree with you more. I very nearly put Perez and Verstappen together in there for the same reason. It's like the Hamilton-Bottas dynamic. You know, if it, if you've got a formula that works, you don't really need to change it. 
you just keep doing it until eventually you have to. So, uh, yeah, I almost agreed with you on that one with mine. I went with Verstappen, obviously, and Alex Albon. I feel... Okay, can you give another chance? Yeah, I, I just think there is always... The door has never been firmly shut on that home, homecoming for Alex Albon. It was something Red Bull wanted to try and perhaps do a little bit sooner. I know they were trying to line Alex Albon up before in the Williams team. And obviously there was that issue with Mercedes a couple of years ago where they didn't want Alex to be in the team that they sort of have connections with. And then obviously they had to go through that debacle saying that Alex was leaving the Red Bull Academy. But I don't think you ever really truly leave that in spirit. And I think Alex knows that. So far, he's done pretty good at Williams. I know consistency perhaps needs to be a bit better, especially when he's in great positions like he was at Melbourne recently. But I do feel that Alex is slowly proving that over the next few years, he could be a driver that I think Red Bull will happily welcome back with the added experience based on what happened before with open arms. And I think it's a good dynamic to have. So I could very easily see that happening uh, with Verstappen and Alex Albon. So... There we go. That's our list. Um, we're going to put that all on screen for you just to confirm if you have been keeping score with us. But again, let us know your predictions for the 2026 F1 grids and teams. It'll be interesting to see what you guys come up with or if there's any drivers that we haven't included that you would feel this has more of a chance of being on the grid. Then let us know. And as always, make sure to subscribe to the channel like the video if you're watching this on youtube really helps us out a lot and of course don't forget to leave us a five star review on your favorite podcasting platform but that's all we've got time for guys hope you enjoyed the episode we will be back again with another episode coming up soon but until then stay safe thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode of the dnf1 f1 podcast remember as always if you're not first you're probably dnf1 take care Podcast Network.